Welcome to the next episode of Strategize to Succeed, selectively applying the strategies which we discuss each week will help you as you progress from conditions to opportunities to successes. Today's episode discusses our individual search for perfectionism and the implications of achieving perfection. Often, we grow up thinking of perfection as the be-all and end-all, that apex where we have met and surpassed all of the hurdles and found ourselves at the point where others are measured against us to determine their level of success. Referring to someone or their achievements as perfect bestows upon them almost supernatural status, something about which we could only sigh and contemplate what might be. Well, your mentor is here today to burst your bubble. Your purpose in life is not to replicate what appears to be someone else's perfection. Your purpose in life is to create the standards for your own level of accomplishments, to build and improve on them, and to achieve your potential while also helping others. Perfection is irrelevant. Did I just make a blasphemous statement? Not at all. Instead, I'm really trying to look out for your mental health. You see, perfectionism is regarded today as a mental health problem. It is often viewed as the umbrella under which one finds numerous negative symptoms and traits. Consider how we perceive perfectionism. A score of 100 is considered perfect. Symmetrical features of certain dimensions on a face and body are considered perfect. A budget report which balances is considered perfect. Perfection exists in all areas of life, and the search and positive response to it is further exacerbated by social media, heightening of exceptional standards as the ultimate success. However, perfectionism is really the manifestation of certain negative traits, which can be self-destructive. David Heights wrote about perfectionism in Healthline on December 24, 2017. In it, he described five types of behavior which are symptomatic of perfectionism. The first type of behavior which perfectionists seem to embody is a feeling of failure in which nothing undertaken ever feels like a success. The second type of telltale perfectionist behavior is procrastination, which is considered to really be a manifestation of a fear of failure to be perfect. Thirdly, is an inability to relax or communicate thoughts and feelings. Another behavioral sign of perfectionism is to be controlling either professionally or personally. 
apparently because there is an expectation that the people around the perfect individual should rise to the standard of perfection. And finally, an individual who embraces perfectionism demonstrates either a fixation or, at the other extreme, a complete indifference to any sort of constraint or regimentation, such as rules, lists, or work. When reviewing these five benchmarks of perfectionism, I believe that we have each experienced one or two of these symptoms at any point. And really, how could we avoid them, particularly when we are indoctrinated in the belief that the concept of perfection is good? I would like to note that we are, in fact, a society of dichotomies. The two sides of a coin can be a head and a tail, or it can be manufactured to have two heads or two tails. The point is that not all perfection is symbolized by 100%. Perhaps the most obvious example can be found in Major League Baseball. The highest all-time batting average belongs to Ty Cobb at 366. But consider what that number means. Such a lifetime demonstration of perfection is really, mathematically, indicative of Mr. Cobb having made just over one hit for every three at-bats. Now this figure is not intended to demean Mr. Cobb's record. And in fact, his high level of batting becomes apparent when comparing it to the recent league-wide batting average, which is apparently one hit for every four at-bats. This example is cited to illustrate that perfection is a sliding scale. The standard for achieving perfection can vary from one activity to another, but all are equally valid. In Psychology Today, November 2021, the concept of perfectionism is divided into three domains, self-oriented, other-oriented, and socially prescribed perfectionism. All three of these variations of perfectionism reflect its negative impact. The self-oriented perfectionist places the burden of being a perfectionist on himself. The other-oriented perfectionist transfers the burden and expects perfection from everyone else, which of course can signal enhanced relationship problems. And socially prescribed perfectionism applies the mantle of unrealistic expectations with standards that have been determined by others. Although the general predisposition is to acknowledge that perfectionism is not in one's best interest, there is apparently one type of perfectionism which is beneficial. Adaptive or positive perfectionists focus on trying to achieve excellence rather than becoming perfect for its own sake. They utilize their perfectionist traits for growth, achievement, and problem solving to generate added success. 
They view perfectionism as a tool to be applied for a greater good and not a fear-enabling end in and of itself. There is a legitimate need to be aware of one's own tendency to achieve perfectionism. Apparently, it has been determined that there is an increased likelihood of physical ramifications from this personality trait. Of course, stress seems obvious, and with stress can come higher blood pressure. Also a possible physical manifestation can be eating disorders. At an extreme level, suicide has also been a risk in some individuals. In terms of the psychological impact, there has been a link between individuals suffering from the effects of perfectionism and several psychological disorders. In particular, obsessive-compulsive disorder, anxiety, burnout, and depression have all been shown to occur. Also, in terms of character traits, individuals who are perfectionists seem more likely to display a vulnerability and a lack of resilience. So, in a society in which we are constantly directed to aim for perfection in everything that we do, how can we fight against the urge to embrace perfectionism? Returning to David Height's article in Healthline, he offers six suggestions for lessening the urge to succumb to perfectionism. Set realistic, attainable goals. Break up overwhelming tasks into small steps. Focus on one activity or task at a time. Acknowledge that everyone makes mistakes. Recognize that most mistakes present learning opportunities. And confront fears of failure by remaining realistic about possible outcomes. Frankly, after hearing these suggestions, you probably realize that there is no magic bullet for being a healthy, well-adjusted person without carrying the burden of perfectionism. Recognize that everyone has a different standard of perfection and that standard also evolves throughout the different stages of one's life and career. But most importantly, perfection should not be the objective. Instead, the focus should be aspirational. One should always be hopeful about trying to improve, to do better, and to achieve more. That is an ongoing sign of growth and development. Because if one feels that they are perfect, they have no reason to get up in the morning and no reason to open their eyes to seek new opportunities. They are stagnant in their status of being perfect. Instead, it is that exploration of ideas and people that creates the vitality in life. Thank you for sharing your time today. Remember your application of strategic decision-making approaches 
can result in more beneficial outcomes for you, both professionally and personally. Why not turn that process into your opportunity?